Speak. Speak or forever hold your peace, you cunt. Say something now. Uh, something now. Yes, yeah, welcome. I'm also, I'm also a bit far away from the microphone. Blah, 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 blah. Blah, you're blah, a, blah, blah. You're a cunt. All right, man, how's it going? All right? This podcast is brought to you by the Spare Time Legends Podcast Network. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Smart Marks. Welcome to Smart Marks for the week beginning 2nd of July 2012. Huzzah! <laughs> oh, here we are. We're back by popular demand. <laughs> well, half of that is right. We're back. Well, they, they have been clamoring for us, you know, Fitzy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've gotten quite a few messages saying, where's Smart Marks, you lazy bastards? <laughs> you see, over the past few weeks, myself and Matt have found ourselves in quite the quandary. In that, um, wrestling is boring the shit out of both of us at the moment. In a, in, in a really bad way. Like, it's never been as bad as this ever, I think. And I find it hard to keep up with the product, let alone... Actually, no, that is the entire problem. Because if I, if I could find the motivation to keep up with the product, I would happily talk about it for a week, for an hour a week. It's the physically watching it. And I think you feel the same way. Like, once you'd actually gone through the torture of it, you wouldn't mind talking shit about it. For a week, for an hour, but it's the actual getting around to watching two to three hours of Raw a week. That's exactly, yeah. It's just getting worse and worse. <coughs> the last time I cared this little about wrestling was when I gave up watching for a few years, years ago. So it's uh, it's been tough. It's not that we don't love you folks, and it's not that you know mum and dad aren't fighting. No, no. It's just that it's just that we've both been so uninspired by the wrestling product that we could give a fuck about actually sitting through it, like Fitzy said. So we, We've been sending uh, each other faggy um, emo, you know, private Facebook messages going, I miss you, but wrestling's so bad. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So then I, I guess we figured we agreed to just do, we could be the wrestling podcast that doesn't really talk about wrestling that much. Yeah. So, you know. I mean, I'll tell, you, it, I'll tell you what I do know. <clears throat> AJ's a mental now, apparently. He, yes, and she's going to fuck all four, all three of them. Heath Ledger is fighting old people. One a week. That, yeah, that's right. And CM Punk has a T-shirt that says "I did crazy chicks." Apparently, I haven't actually seen it with mine own eyes. Yes, he does have a T-shirt that says that. Um, what else is going on? Yeah, there's there's a love there's a love square going on between Daniel Bryan, WWE Champion CM Punk, and Kane, Kane, and AJ. Yeah. Now, on the most recent episode of Raw that I saw, which may have been the most recent one, but really at this point I can't even remember, um, Kane breaks up with AJ because he tells her she's mentally unstable. Hmm. Mr. Uh, burned in a fire, um, you know, tormented his brother for years, saying that a girl's mentally unstable for skipping to yes. the ring. <clears throat> yes. You know what? Uh, so, you may be asking yourself, what have I missed in WWE while Smart Marks has been gone? Nothing. And you may also ask yourself, "This is not my beautiful wrestling." How did Raw get here? Yeah. Yeah, Watching it's, the rain uh, slide. It's, <laughs> it's been terrible. Um, let's let's catch each other up. What, what 
have you seen all of the pay-per-views? Have you caught up on those or not even those? <clears throat> uh, I'll t- like I said to you in private, but obviously no one could have known that. Um, just before we started talking, I... Because I, I, I told you I was on Skype and I figured there'd be a few minutes, so I started watching the most up-to-date Raw that I have not seen, if you know what I mean. And it was the twel- yeah, yeah. and it was the 12th of June and John Laurinaitis isn't fired yet and, and uh, Vince McMahon came out for the first time, like, you know, like, returned. And he did his great walk, which is awesome. And then about two minutes into their conversation, you you came on Skype and I stopped watching. So that's how okay. that's how not up to date I am. Although I know <coughs> most of the stuff, I don't know match results and who has belts at the moment. But I'm presuming CM Punk's still the champion because, I mean, I wouldn't mind Daniel Bryan being given it for a while, but they're not going to give it to Kane. Um, no, they're definitely not. Um, I guess rather than talk our way through uh, eight eight to twenty or however many weeks of Raw we haven't done one in and all the pay-per-views, I guess we can just summarize who the champions are. WWE champion is still CM Punk. Your man Sheamus, who is still the world heavyweight champion. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christian has returned, and now he's the intercontinental champion. I did see that much. I saw that, which is awesome. Yeah, uh, tag team champions are Kofi Kingston and R-Truth. Right. Like I said, many, probably on the last episode of Smartmarks, uh, there are a couple of black guys. Put them together in a tag team, so. Yeah. Um, you're going very Irish. You're going very Irish, so I'm going to have to go Welsh for the rest of this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was. I, 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 the only thing I can do in Irish, though, is to finish the sentence with "so." <laughs> no, you also did. Uh, you said, "What have I missed? Nothing." <laughs> oh, nothing. Yeah, exactly. I think. Yeah. I think if you tried, you could do pretty much any line from Father Ted. To give a give a go of. Oh, Father, not toilet duck again. <laughs> oh, Father, not toilet duck again. <laughs> Why do you always make it so Derby O'Gill? I don't know. I think I was doing Mrs. Doyle. Mrs. Doyle. <laughs> and, and yet I and yet, oh, I, and yet I watched. Oh, Ted, they've got a baby. With it's it's the it's the spider body and the, the head of a baby. It's a spider baby. And yet I watched Gavin and Stacey for a week, and I could be a Barry Island resident already. And I'll tell you for why. <laughs> uh, bloody hell! Well, you come down to Wales, and I'll take you to Barry Island, and we'll go to the big bloody ugly purple building that's there, won't we? <laughs> All right, Matt. How's it going? All right. Alright, how's it going? I can't. I want to get a, I want to get a phone contract, but I haven't got any ID. Does that matter? Yes. I can't. I can't help. I can't stop responding to people with "I know," <laughs> and, and I know, and saying things like um, "I won't lie to you." <laughs> Nessa is now my yeah, new, my I, new I, hero, which is weird because she's, she's, she's fantastic. She has the same name as my little sister, which makes it a bit weird. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, Gavin and Stacey is classic, it and is. every single episode is better than what WWE has been doing recently. <laughs> yes. The, the credit sequences are better. Well, actually, the song and the credits is pretty good, but I meant the actual scrolling words themselves are better than Raw at the moment. Yes, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, those are your champions. Uh, United States champion is Santino Morella, I believe. Come on, Stace. I've got seven Elvises, seven Elvises here, all patching for a cappuccino. <laughs> <laughs> I, I died when I heard that. Dude, you know what? Actually, because you know, for now, fuck wrestling anyway. <laughs> Speaking of you watching a show based in my world, and and I was watching one not based in your world, but that made me think of you, which was Black Books. Oh well, D- Dylan Morton is like um, a, a hero, teacher, secret lover of mine. <laughs> yeah, he's just phenomenal. I adore him. Yeah, and if you haven't seen the show, folks, Black Books. 
is about a curmudgeon little Irishman, maybe not so little, uh, who owns a bookstore and really could give a fuck. Aggressively, he's an aggressively curmudgeon. He's he's not um, passive about it. Like he he is um, the real deal. Alcoholic, pissed off, intellectual, uh, you know, dead to the world. Um, and it was written by Graham Linehan, one half of the writing partnership of Father Ted, along with uh, Dylan Morn, at least the first season. I think the second two seasons were written by Dylan Morn by himself. Right. Well, it's a great show. I would describe it to somebody, only to somebody who hasn't seen it, mind you. Yeah. I would describe it as a faulty towers in a bookshop. Yes, very, pretty good description. Yeah, uh, cause because you know, you've, got the, you've got the Manuel character. Manny, <laughs> literally. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, but what's the chick's name in this show? I don't know. I just call her the chick from Green Wing in episodes. I can never remember her name, but I find well, her strange. I hate her. I find her strangely attractive. For a bizarre. Really, I want. Go ahead. No, for a very, she's a very strange-looking woman, but she's strangely attractive in a kind of an angular, I'd, I'd, almost. Uh... I'd like to punch her in the face. <laughs> if her personality had a face, you would kick it in the balls. <laughs> Yes, exactly that. No, but that show's great, and that show um, literally has me, like, I, I, I watched it later at night, and I, I have to actively try to not laugh out loud and giggle to wake people up. Yeah, it's... Because it's an... there are certain points I just giggle. Well, I mean, the, the moment... Actually, yeah, have you ever seen Graham Lennon, the guy who co-wrote Father Ted? No, I don't... Maybe I have, but... You know the part in Black Books where he's like, who the hell's going to buy a book at half nine in the morning? And then some dude comes into the shop with a beard and he's got a t-shirt saying, I love books. Yeah, yeah. That's him. That's Graham Lennon. Oh, okay. I (laughs) didn't know that. That's wicked. With the worst fake beard you've ever seen. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, what a a solidly entertaining show. Uh, Given to me by the gods that have allowed me to unlock Netflix. (laughs) Yes, I got Netflix this week and I have to say, even though I haven't unlocked the American version that you have, I'm in love with the service, I have to say. I've I've I'm still in, I've three weeks left in my free month, but I'm definitely going to continue it. It's it's um, the amount of cheesy '80s and '90s action movies and TV shows I've, I've managed to watch. I finally oh got, I know I finally got to see the two part pilot of a uh, Knight Rider. <laughs> Lifelong dream. Oh wow! Achieved. <laughs> we we can re- we can rebuild him. Yeah, that's that's six million dollar man. <laughs> I know. All right, I know. But damn it, you hurt my feelings. <laughs> Um, but yeah, the, I'm loving that Netflix. I unlocked the US one, which is perfectly legal, quote unquote. Um, Indeed. And uh, it's got every episode ever of all the Star Trek series. The way I see it, though, is it's got every- they probably don't give a shit once you're paying for the service. It's it's not yeah, like you're stealing. Yeah, they don't. You're just you're just paying for a different uh, a different shelf space than, than I am. <laughs> Yeah, that's a very good way to describe it. I'm also paying for an alternate DNS address. Okay. Which is basically the secret to unlocking it all. But anyway, yeah, every episode of Star Trek, every episode of the X Files, all the episodes, all the episodes of Saved by the Bell, Ooh. plus multi- multitude of WWE documentaries and like three disc specials that they do. Oh, they do the they do the DVD specials. Yeah, so like the nice. best of WCW. Clash of the Champions, which only came out like two months ago, is already on there. Nice. Uh, the Edge documentary is on there. There's tons of tons of wrestling ones on there, all over it. And what? Um, and, so, and, and what's the movie selection like? Is the, is the movie selection pretty decent as well? Because I would watch yeah, an awful lot of them. It's 
yeah, they seem to be a little bit newer than, um, like, there's definitely stuff there that isn't on the UK one. Like, I'm not sure whether you have, do you have Iron Man 2 on your section? Oh, God, I wouldn't have even checked for any Marvel movies. I'm kind of liking the 80s and 90s. See, I went through the whole thing, the um, the setup, and at the moment, all I'm really interested in is, is, like, documentaries of all different types. The more, the more um, bizarre, the better. And then lots of uh, 80s action movies and 90s action movies with, with some horror thrown in. Pardon me. Sorry. <laughs> Matt Lee says. Um, Winners don't do drugs. What are we talking? That's right. This is a, marijuana affects the memory. Um, that's all. Half baked is on there. I don't know if it's on your version. It is. Yeah, half baked. Yeah. Half baked is there on mine. Um, so I like to know that I have um, um, Sir smokes a lot at my fingertips at any moment. Come on, man. Damn, hang out with me a little bit. I got my phone <laughs> out. I got my weed out. Shit, player. Shit, sit down. Okay, I'll smoke some of you, but then I gotta go. I understand. <laughs> he had oh, sex with my mama. Why? <laughs> Doctor says I need a becky out of me. God, if <laughs> you're listening, help. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I, when he's in the ice cream shop and she's like, yeah, my daddy went to jail for drugs. For weed? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got that love for weed. Ice cream over his face. Amazing. <laughs> or another great one is like, where in Jamaica? Right near the beach. Boy. Right, right near the beach. <laughs> hey, man, listen, we're going to be we're gonna be able to get you out of jail, but it's going to take some time. How long do you think you can hang out? How long do you think you can hang in there? Oh, I don't know, like 5, 6, 30? <laughs> I'm not sure that the times are uh, is actually five and six thirty, but I know that's the line in the film. Six six six, mark of the beast. You walk like a regular man, but you're not. Uh, I love Kenny. What is it? Hey, girl, you hungry? Fuck you, nigga. <laughs> yeah. Now that is a clip that my friends and I used to rewind and watch again, over and over again, because it's just like fuck you, nigga. <laughs> Such a perfect delivery. Yeah, uh, it reminds me. It reminds me of a delivery by Richard Pryor in the movie "See No Evil, Hear No Evil." Have you have, seen that movie? I haven't seen it in years, but I'm, I'm almost gonna guess I know what the joke is. You go. <laughs> okay, so Gene, Gene Wilder is deaf. Richard yeah. Pryor is blind. And the opening, one of the opening sequences, they haven't met each other yet. Uh, but Gene Wilder is yelling at a guy who almost ran him over on the in on the street, and the guy's basically like, "Get out of the road, you dumb idiot." So as Gene Wilder reads his lips, a blind Richard Pryor walks by him, and Gene Wilder looks at the truck driver and goes, You're a dumb idiot! To which Richard Pryor says, What? He's like, You are a dumb idiot! Oh, that's my song, Pat! I heard that shit before! Starts swinging at the air, ready to fight him, and of course Gene Wilder can't hear him. He's yelling at the truck driver. But Richard Pryor, as his character, the character playing, or the woman playing his sister, pulls him away, his last line is turns around and he goes, Fuck you! In a way that only Richard Pryor can deliver a fuck you. <laughs> the best possible. Nice time that clip all the time. Or it, it, it's it, he can curse better than anyone because he makes yes. it sound like poetry. <laughs> bullshit! <laughs> bullshit! My dick! My dick! Your mama! I would slap you in the mouth with my dick! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that line. <laughs> Oh man, this, this is the, probably the second or third. <laughs> second or third Richard Pryor off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. In, in, 
in the short history of smart marks. Yeah, I love that when someone's okay. like, I've, I haven't been drinking, I've been out drinking for five months, and someone's like, I don't believe you. Hey, you don't believe me because you're fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I mentioned this last night, but the bottle of water, when he's like, I'm thirsty, can I get some water? And the man hands him some water, and he's like, 250, nigga said. <laughs> <laughs> the black guy hands him a bottle of water and says, yo, that's 250. Oh God, Richard Pryor! Did it get dark in here, or have I got a tumor? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I wish I wish they'd resurrect him and put him on Raw. But I was just thinking he would be because you know you can imagine him interacting with like a hornswoggle. Yes. You're you, like, what is you diminutive <laughs> Irish motherfucker? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, it would have to be the episode of Raw where he was allowed to cuss though. Yes. Which would be no raw. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Richard Pryor. Goddamn. Anyway, what, what were we here to talk about? Anyway, oh, we were talking Netflix. Yes. Well, yeah. I mean, I Which I, is fun. I do like uh, the selection they have because they've got a fuckload of stuff. I mean, last night I fell asleep watching Air Force One, which I've never seen. Like, it's great for that. All those B and C grade movies that I didn't get around to watching as a kid, but I really wanted to then. Yeah. <clears throat> like I watched The Shadow yeah. on Saturday with Alec Baldwin, and it's a pile of shit. But it was I was delight. I loved every minute of watching it because <laughs> it was like it was my child childhood self getting his wish fulfillment almost. Yeah, exactly, and it's I, so it's it is like that. I watch stuff like like you said, stuff that you never got to, or stuff that you never really wanted to put out money to watch. Yes. And it's like, I don't want to. I don't want to take a bus to, for the theater. I don't want to pay for the ticket. I don't want to buy the drink. But now you just—it's just a just click of a button. And and yeah, you're not breaking any laws. And it's strange. I'm more likely to watch it on Netflix than I am if I legally acquire something, because like when you legally acquire something off iTunes, um, you see it, and I was like, oh god, the excitement to watch it is there then. And then you start downloading it, and it could take up to like an hour or two or three, depending on your connection. And so the excitement gets dissipated as you're waiting for it to download. And once it downloads, it's like, yeah, it's almost like you've achieved the thing you wanted to achieve. And then you're like, oh, I'll watch that some other day. <laughs> yeah, that happens to me every single time. But with Netflix, uh, also, uh, go ahead. But yeah, but with Netflix, it's like you see it there, you go, fuck yeah, I'll watch that now. You press X on your PlayStation, and it's playing in three seconds. So there's no time for you to get bored of the excitement of watching it, if you know what I mean. Yeah, exactly. And I also find that it's turning me into, like, you know, before I left Canada, I think I've said on my other podcast, that I had a DVD collection of well over 2,000 uh, built into, like, bookcases on the wall in the in the place I was living with my girl. Uh-huh. I left them all behind except for Blu-rays and except for wrestling DVDs. Notch. And it was a horrid experience because, you know, you have a collection like that and your whole time you're like, no, man, I couldn't live without that collection. That's the most important thing I have in my world. What you don't realize is once it's gone, it's not actually that important at all. No, it's not. You know, like like when I left the country, not, not to bring this down or anything, but when I left the country, I left with like three pairs of jeans, a couple of T-shirts with some dress shirts, my guitar equipment and DVDs and Blu-rays that I could shove into a bag with some action figures, some wrestling toys. Everything else that I accrued in my 30 years, I left behind. Never to look back at, right? And you would think that'd be devastating, and you'd be like, oh my god, I miss everything. But really, you forget about it all, and you don't miss any of it, really. In the moment, it's devastating, but in a week, it's not. (laughs) Exactly, yeah. And um, some of it was in, like, a storage facility and everything, you know, so it's like, how long had I seen it anyway? Yeah. But anyway, my point is, 
that I used to be the guy that had to buy every DVD that came out, every Blu-ray. Oh, I have to have that. I have to have the special edition as well as the original edition. Of mm-hmm. course, there's a new one out. Oh, I really enjoyed Fringe. I better buy all the seasons. You know, that kind of mentality. <laughs> yeah. Uh, whereas, whereas now I'm the opposite. Now I'm like, no, fuck that 10 pounds for a DVD. I'll just watch that shit on Netflix. I'm the exact same. And, I, and, and mine happened earlier. Mine happened from when I started legally acquiring everything. Because I realized I could watch the same thing. And then not only have I not spent a certain amount of money... But now I don't have that amount of space taking up in my room. Exactly. And and I still I still have that bug. Like I mean, when I, like as I get things like Netflix now, because it even feels better now because I'm there's not 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 even any guilt involved in Netflix. You know what I mean? It's fucking above board. And when I got yes. things like my Kindle, and I suppose uh, iPods as well. Once you get things that allow you to consume digital versions of things, uh, you realize how how unimportant. Uh, 90% of the physical objects that you had were because you can just you can have one object that has countless countless hours or pages or whatever um, of, of information that would have taken an entire bookshelf to fill up beforehand and, mm-hmm. and now it's just like I don't buy any books anymore I don't I almost don't buy DVDs anymore like unless there unless I see some really weird obscure DVDs with lots of great um, extras for cheap like for example I bought um for a tenor, I got three old uh, Ray Harryhausen movies. Um, they were two fifty pop, and they were double discs. And each movie was both in black and white and color. All had a commentary with Harryhausen, uh, um, Dennis Murren, and I don't want to say Roger Tippett, but I might be wrong there. Um, basically, guys who'd worked on Star Wars and stuff, and they were kind of like idol. They idolized Ray Harryhausen, so they're kind of talking him through his old movies and stuff so you can watch them both in black white and colour and there's like documentaries like feature and documentaries on each movie and it was like 250 a pop 4 DVDs for a tenner and it was a rare purchase I was like that has to be done uh, the, the the fourth one to make out the numbers was a, a I think a John Malkovich Gary Sinise version oh no that's, sorry I'm thinking of Mice Men but a, a John Malkovich version I think of Death of a Salesman so that was rare <clears throat> and the occasional Blu-ray because Blu-rays is pretty yo <laughs> yeah oh definitely like I, I you know, I have uh, I have like the the Marvel movies so far on Blu-ray, of course, and things like that. But right. for the most part, I just don't I just don't bother, and uh, I'm almost getting that way now with comic books. Like I buy a lot of books, you know, every yeah. every week, every month now, or every week, pretty much. You um, see, you have an iPad, that, so surely you could read them all on your iPad. I know, and that's exactly where I'm going with it. I, I they do these uh, a lot of the Marvel and DC now on the cover. They have free digital copy or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and then and then the back page of the book there's a code you put that in on your iPad and you get a digital copy of the book. And I've seen the completely and, legal above board Marvel app and it looks fantastic the way it's kind of like dynamic reading. It goes from panel yeah. to panel to panel. But even if you just, you know, get them from other ways, um I'm sure the screen uh, see I I've I've very little experience with an actual iPad in front of me. Is the screen big enough to simulate a page from a comic? Uh, yeah, but on the Marvel one, they they don't even do that. They do it. They literally do it panel at a time. <clears throat> that's what uh, I mean. But that's what the actually legally acquired copies. I'm talking about. I'm talking about legally acquiring CBR files. Yeah, yeah. Then it, it's basically almost like as if you're just the same as if you're opening a PDF of it, yes. which is literally just like a scan of it, and then you can zoom in at your own. 
you know, at your own but, sizes and things and read it along. But it's big enough for the whole page, yes. Yeah. So you can I read mean, everything. Yeah. So you can just kind of flick a page, flick a page. The only thing I saw, problem I saw with CBR files was when I was reading a lot of Green Lantern for a while, uh, which I intend to go back to because I do like me some space cops. <laughs> yeah, that's one, of, that's one of the ones that I read as well, and I get every week or every month. Um, and the only problem with CBR files is they would number them <coughs> and they would be like, Zero one, zero two, zero three. Each each image, but then if there was a double page, uh, single image, it'd be like zero four zero five because it's two pages together. But of course, numerically that's four hundred and five. So all the double right. all the double pages would be put to the end, and I'd have like confusing reads for the first two or three issues until I figured out what the fuck was going on. And then all the double pages would be at the end, and um, yeah, I had to kind of go de- go through it. And make sure each one of them wasn't numbered um, in that fashion. <laughs> Boring, but you know what I mean. No, no, no. Oh, yeah. But uh, yes, I, uh, I started with. I love reading them online, though. Aren't reading them online now? Yeah, I love reading them on the Marvel app. On the Marvel app, I mean. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, it looks pretty. Put, it's and, like it, a, and it directs your eyes, right? I don't know how many. I don't know if you've read a bunch of them on there, but like, uh, if it's a really wide panel image, let's say of Iron Man and Captain America staring each other down um, uh, and behind them they're surrounded by you know a hundred shield guards and they're saying surrender now you bastards like if it's in the civil war issues that they did which is the, the war that broke out or whatever it was yeah I remember I see I have a friend who tells me all about this and you know when we get drunk he'll tell me like two three hour long versions of stories so that I don't have to read them <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, let, so my point is, anyway, let's just say that that that's the image. Them surrounded by hundreds of guards, looking at each other like, "Well, we're in trouble now." Uh, in the Marvel app, the first image you get will be a smaller panel of just Captain America and Iron Man staring at each other, going, "I guess we're really in trouble." And then when you flick, it exposes the rest of the image, showing all the guards. Ah. So you get kind of like a reveal without a spoiler. Yeah. And you know, because depending on which order, I always find with big panels like that, depending on which order you look at the picture. You can, you can sort of get it in the wrong order if you get if you know what I mean. Well, yeah, I find that with comics reading an awful lot. Like there's, I, I've 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 said it ad nauseum probably on Cabin Fever, but the the two biggest problems, well, the three biggest problems, I have um, with with comic. Hello, hello. Hey. Well, hold on. I'm gonna hold on. I'm gonna turn it off and turn, turn on because I can hear myself now. Hold on. Okay. Hellos. Ace. What up? Um, yeah, I just, sorry, I got a kind of a reverb. Sometimes that happens on Skype. You can, I hate hearing my own voice back to me. It's bad, no it's bad enough that it's recorded and put out on the internet for other people to hear, but I don't want to have to fucking hear myself. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I hear my own voice, I'm reminded of how much I annoy myself when I talk. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, I do a lot of that with the other podcasts where I'm like, I'm an asshole. Yeah, I get, I get that. Whenever why, I, why do people listen to me? I, I get annoyed with me. I, like, I, I listen back to my own episodes and go, oh, shut up, stop, you're being a dick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And then I find that'll affect me the next week because I'll try to be different. 
Oh, anytime you've listened to a cabin fever where I'm all like cool, calm and collected and like really subdued, that's the week that I've gotten really pissed off at listening to myself. So, stop laughing at your own jokes. Stop talking over people. God. And then I'll be fucking fucking uh, New York 50s beatnik the next week, just like sitting there going, yeah, man. <laughs> but um, but anyway, yeah, the, the com- problems I have with comics are that because I, I never really was raised on them, I read a few. The only comic I collected was Sonic the Comic, which is obviously, as the name suggests, a Sonic the Hedgehog comic with other uh, Mega Drive, sorry, Genesis, as you would call them, games uh, like Streets of Rage, Kid Comedian, Shinobi, all these kind of um, done as comic strip uh, weekly stories. Right. <clears throat> but, um, yeah, so I never got used to reading comics, so now because I'm used to reading books, I find reading comics is they just kind of go too quickly. It's just like it's... it's uh, Like one issue just lasts nothing. Do you know what I mean? I don't even get yeah, I don't even get time to get lost in it before it's over, which is what like when I when I hear other people talking about comics and they're like, "Oh my god, this week's issue was amazing, fucking blew my mind, amazing storytelling." It's just over too quickly for me, uh, and, and kind of that's why I'll only ever read comics in kind of trade paperback form. Um, yeah, definitely. Or uh, I started reading the new the new Fifty Two Green Lantern. Uh, that's and it's been years since I bought a comic book. Okay. Um, and I sat down to read it, and I was like, all right, back into comic books, it's okay, you're a grown man, but this is cool. <laughs> Let's read a comic book. And I was excited, and I sat down to read it, and it was over after however many pages, and I was like, really? Yeah. That's... Oh, this is why I stopped buying these things. They're ju- it just, it just and, and don't get me wrong, See, that's, this is a problem inherent with comics production, is that the amount of fucking work that would go into that one issue is phenomenal. But it's so. Yeah, definitely. But you devour it so quickly. You know what I mean? It's just it's. It, oh yeah. Like like if they were to, Jesus, if they were to fucking produce a comic every month, that would be of a satisfactory size for you to like read it for maybe three hours, which would be a you know that'd be nice to get some every month. It takes you three hours to read. That would take. Mm-hmm. You'd never sleep. <laughs> you'd, no. you'd, you'd have a team of Koreans working twenty four seven. But that's the problem. That's why, like, I yeah. pick up a trade paperback of a complete story, and I'm like, right, get me chops around this, and then devour it. Yeah, but, yeah. Well, that's why you gotta you gotta get yourself into the iPad and and, and read them on there because it's just well, incredible. Yeah. That was that was that was what was great when I started reading them on the laptop for a while. When I started reading uh, Green Lantern from First Flight, it meant when I was, when one was when I was unsatisfied with one ending, I was like, oh, there's another, oh, there's another, oh, there's another. So I just read like 15 issues in a row. <laughs> Yeah, I, I went on to... The, I bought on the Marvel app. I think it was £8. I bought the entire Civil War run. Oh, nice. That, that was uh, for the... So it, order, it titles them and orders them for you and everything, so they're in the right order and all that stuff. And is that all different characters as well and stuff? Yeah, it's definitely... It's like uh, it's uh, like variations of the Avengers. Uh, you've got Spider-Man in there. Uh, and basically what it is is S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, in some way forms with the government to say... Any masked superheroes now have to register with us yes. and become one of us. <coughs> but how, but Essentially how, meaning they'll have to reveal their secret identities as well. Remind me, how did Civil War work? Was it, um, was there <coughs> its own run of comics, like, and that was the title of it, and then collectively it was the Civil War, like, kind of Blackest Night? Or was I, yeah, it just yeah, like... I think it's multiple issues. It's was, multiple, it like Spider-Man, like, was it like Spider-Man Civil War, Avengers Civil War, Iron Man Civil War? Was, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm not sure. And the one that I purchased, because it's one set, uh, it, 
it's presented as a set, so I don't right. know how they came out in single issue. Okay. Uh, but this one is definitely like you get to the end of one issue, and then the next screen is a title card that looks exactly the same as the last one, but with the new the new episode number. Right, okay. That's pretty And then cool. a brief summary and stuff. It's really, really interesting. I believe NASA uh, would refer to that as sidey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So basically, uh, Iron Man agrees with them and tries to help them. Captain America goes on the run because they make him a, an outlaw for not wanting to join. So there's basically where your Civil War yeah, comes from. Yeah, and Spider-Man uh, at first goes with Iron Man and shows his face and all that jazz. Yeah, what, a, it, what a faggot. Is it the end of Civil War that uh, Cap gets assassinated? I don't know, I'm not there yet. Spoiler alert. Oh shit, are you serious? <laughs> I was just going to stop talking about it to be like, we don't oh, want to spoil anything. Dude, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh man. Oh, I think you have to like, fucking... I think you have to like give me head sometime now. Yes, I fuck. I thought cuz you're a comics person, I thought you were like, "Oh, I bought the whole collection to like go back over it again." <laughs> no, I was just like, "Yo, I heard this was really good. I'm going <laughs> to buy this and read it." I am the worst person in the world and I apologize wholeheartedly I'm gonna light a candle and run a bubble bath I'm I'm scum I'm fucking because <laughs> I, I hate when people do that to me no it's okay I feel bad now because I was aware that was the ending I just never read it I just wanted to make you feel bad for a second so I'm sorry you fuck you you're lying now you're just trying to do that to make me feel bad you didn't know did you no I didn't at all I'm really just trying to make you feel better <laughs> oh shit I'm sorry it's okay man that's alright Again, I only brought it up as well because that was a huge... That was even on, like, news websites when that happened. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and again, it, I don't know if it is even at the end of Civil War. I just know it happened at some point. Yeah, well, I mean, it would make sense in this storyline that that's where it goes, but, you know. I'm it's, pe- it's a really good read anyway, so if you haven't read it, and Fitzy <laughs> hasn't just spoiled it for you as well, um, I highly recommend you buy it on the app. And uh, we're not sponsored by them, but, you know, buy it on the app and read it because it's really, really good. Um, but now I don't, don't even read the paper trades that I buy. I literally just take the codes out, bag them, board them, and uh, put them uh, in a box. Yeah, you know. What is the appeal of bagging and boarding apart from making them appreciate and sell them off? I don't. I, I think. I think because it just yeah, it just keeps them keeps them pretty, and that's what the other nerds do. You see, because because I prefer books, and I'm, you don't have to be precious with books. I think that's another reason why I don't get because comics single issues just seem too flimsy to me. They're all stapled and delicate, and my grubby, fucking greasy mitts will just ruin them. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't have that many. I mean, I only started when I came back to the UK, but, you know, I'm already bagging and boarding them, and I'm already noticing how much space they're taking up. Yeah, they're, they're not small. No, and I'm feeling awful, but they're available through the Marvel app on the same release day at the same price. The same price? Yeah, like See, they're $2.99 an issue in pounds. See, I don't agree with that. I think if it's if it's digital, then there should be some, um, you know, even a thirty percent drop in price or something. Yeah, maybe, but I mean, I'm. It's almost like it's like Netflix. I'm not doing anything wrong, but I almost feel guilty for not buying the paper part of it. Um, if you want to make yourself feel better, play it like an environmentally friendly thing. I'm not yeah, killing exactly. a tree. I mean, I'm sure the artists... I mean, I'm sure everybody gets an equal payout from both sides of it, so... Um, I guess. Yeah, I, I just can't imagine why they're not cheaper digitally, because you don't have to pay for the physical printing, the acquiring of the paper, or the shipping of the final product. Yeah. It's yeah. I've, Then again, they'll argue that... I, I've, I've heard publishers say, it's like, oh, well, there's... 
it's that's a nominal part of the production process, the the actual printing, which begs the question why they were so expensive in the first place. Then, yeah, exactly. But, Plus, um, I love going into comic book stores. I love going into shops too. Um, these days, I go in for inspiration, though. <laughs> it's like, yes, yeah, so I'd like that book. I'll go home and legally acquire it. <laughs> you son of a bitch! <laughs> uh, I go to the place that I go to in Cardiff. I mean, I have to take a, I have to take a thirty-minute train ride to get to the nearest quality comic book shop. Jesus. Well, um, that's not too bad. Uh, no, Jay. Oh no, it's not terrible. Jesus. Jesus. Um, but the guy, uh, the guy's, the guy's great. I mean, I'm, I'm on. Uh, I don't know. What do you call it there for comic book stores? If you want to keep your list each week, is it a pull sheet or a standing order? Um, I've, I've heard the phrase pull sheet. I don't know what it means. You're asking the wrong person. Well, I've always heard pull sheet. And when I first got to Cardiff and was asking around, I've heard everybody both, looked at me like I was a spastic when I said pull sheet. Well, I've heard both Sharpo and Colin, I think, used the phrase pull sheet. But maybe maybe Sharpo is just used to the American phrasing. But then again, maybe maybe it's just in Wales, they don't know what it means. Yeah, no idea. Two, like Multiple stores kind of looked at me like a what? So evidently here it's a standing order. Well, a standing order is a bank term, isn't it? Well, apparently it's a comic book term too. Fair enough. Uh, but the the store that I go to, the first store I went to was your typical comic book guy moment. Oh, the, the so, being treated like a piece of shit. Yeah, so I go into this place. It's a multi-level store uh, that's also a comic book franchise store. So uh, that's all I'll say about who they are. But you go into the place, and uh, I I'm wanted. Gonna, I'm going to guess get... Forbidden Planet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, no comment. Um, <laughs> But yes, yes it is. It's the Forbidden Planet across from Cardiff Castle. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> so I go in and I'm looking around and I, I, I say, oh, I want to make a, can I start a pull sheet? What? Can I start a pull sheet? What's a pull sheet? And I mean, you couldn't have assumed by the words what I meant by a pull sheet, you son of a bitch? Uh, I would never have assumed what it meant, but I would have been friendly about my asking. <laughs> because I, yeah, I, I so, think in shops like that as well, you assume a certain degree of like camaraderie because you're not in there fucking. It's not as if you're in there in HMV asking for Lily Allen's new album or something. God, how out of touch do I sound there using Lily Allen as a fucking go-to phrase? Um, but you know what I mean. Like it, it's yeah. it's people who like comics, so it's like a little bit of a subculture, and therefore you know you should you're not some dickhead in there looking for. I suppose maybe in recent years there has become dickhead comic buying, which which is basically cunts coming in and buying whatever film was just out. Like all of a sudden, like you know, Spider Man Two came out and everyone loves it. Shit knows why, because it's a pile of shit. But they all all of a sudden want to buy Spider Man comics. <clears throat> yeah, was Spider Man Two the one where they let Macy Gray on a stage? Um, I Jesus, I'd forgotten about that. I cannot remember. And she's wearing a T-shirt that says "Buy My Album May 23rd." Oh fuck! Are you joking me? Uh, maybe the May 23rd part is wrong, but I know I'm I'm almost positive she's wearing a shirt in one of the Spider-Man films that says "Buy My Album" or "New Album," whatever released. I'm sure that's what it says. I bore, I'm bored of myself talking about how much I hate those films. Yeah. So, anyway, so the comic book dude, I walk in and I try my utmost because I have an accent that to them sounds American. I already assume they're not going to like me. Well, you are American, right? You're a cunt. <laughs> I was just gonna make a no. I was just gonna make an Irish joke, but I, I'm not gonna do that to you anymore. <laughs> Shut up, you, you taff. <laughs> Fucking you son of a bitch. 
Um, that's a, that's a word I didn't know existed until Gavin and Stacey. Oh, <laughs> uh, I, I like the, the anyway. No, it's one story at a time. One story. Okay. At a time. <laughs> no more Gavin and Stacey diatribes. So wrestling, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Welcome to your favorite wrestling podcast. So anyway, I'm in the comic book store, and uh, I go up to the counter, and he's your typical, well, not typical, but he's a big, fat, sweaty ginger bastard. Let's just say that. Right. So he's, he's already he's comics me material. Yeah, he said, uh, don't, don't say, he said, oh, like a standing order. Yeah. In a Welsh accent, obviously. And he says, well, don't say pull sheet. Nobody knows what a pull sheet is. He actually <sighs> said that to you in that fucking tone of voice? Yes. What a yes, he dick. Did. Yes, so then he picks up the phone and he's talking to somebody about what pull sheet or what standing order number can I have? And his tone is, yeah, can I, what, what uh, is there a standing order number open? Yeah, what is it? I don't know. All right, bye. He's like, okay, so your number's going to be 27-whatever. What titles do you want? And I told him, New 52 Justice League, New 52 Action Comics, New 52 Justice League. You need to have five titles to go on the list. Did you say just you just said Justice League twice? Did you? No, did I? Maybe there was an echo. I, uh, Justice League, um, Action Comics, and Green Lantern. Ah, yes, you didn't say Green Lantern. Okay. Okay, so that's what I meant. Yeah, those three. To which he almost did like a scoff because it was the new Fifty Two, right? So it was like the pff, rookie. What else but are you yeah, gonna fucking read in DC? That's yeah, all there is new. Comics. It's not that they have old Fifty Two still being made. Yeah, and he says you gotta have five titles to fucking. Or you gotta. He doesn't say fucking, but he says you gotta have five titles for a standing order. Well, how about New Fifty Two Pull Sheet and New Fifty Two Your Ma's Fanny? <laughs> <laughs> so at this point, Fitzy, I've already decided I'm never coming back here again. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, uh, what's out now? Right now, is Kickass out right now? He's like, Kickass Two. I'm like, yeah. What, what number is that at? I think it was at three or four. And he said, I'll say, okay, I'll take that one. Do you have the back issues of that? <sighs> no. Those were gone pretty quick. Like, as if to say, you stupid fuck. That was his tone again. Oh, I would have slapped the taste out of his mouth. Alright, so I just decided, <laughs> alright, thanks, and I'll leave the store, never to return. I would have said, uh, you know, thanks for upholding the comic book guy. Um, cliche or something. Yeah, what a dick. I just don't understand. Like, well, go ahead. I just don't understand the mentality. I, it, I, I used to dream about working in for, uh, Forbidden Planet when I was a kid. Because, I mean, it's not just comics. It's, like, loads of geeky, cool shit that... Like, Forbidden Planet is one of the most fr- frustrating places to go when you have no money. Because <laughs> it's just, like... I've kind of grown out of the desire for useless but cool crap. But back when I was a teenager, man, that place was, like... I, I, if, I'd had, if I'd had 10 grand, I would have spent 10 grand in there. Yeah, definitely. They don't have them. Well, I've never seen one like in Canada or the States. So when I used to come back here just to visit family, it would always be like a, like a, almost like a tourist spot for me. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, we got to go to Cardiff. we got to go to Forbidden Planet. It's amazing. It, they sell a DeLorean. Is it only a British um, British uh, franchise or something? Or? Uh, quite possibly. I mean, I don't remember ever Shame. seeing one anywhere else in the world, so... I can't remember if I saw one in New York or not. I did see a big comic book shop in New York. I think I did see a Forbidden Planet in New York City. Yeah, that's very possible. I know there wasn't one in Canada or anything, so it was always a spot for me when we traveled here. Yeah, but um, uh, but goddamn, that was an unpleasant experience. We have two uh, comic shops in Dublin. It's um, well, two that I know of anyway. Um, obviously, Forbidden Planet, and then there's a place called Sub City, which is the smaller, kind of friendlier place. Um, right. 
and uh, yeah, it's it's a pretty nice little spot. And it seems, I mean, it's been going for Jesus at least twenty years, so they must be doing something right in this massive yeah. chain world. Like, and I suppose they're geographically far enough away in town from um, Forbidden Planet that if someone's close to them, they're like, oh, fuck if I'm walking all the way to Forbidden Planet. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing with Cardiff. You get there, there's the train station and the bus station, um, and then the other side of there is the castle, which is where Forbidden Planet is. Um, but right by the train station is my place that I went immediately after called Comic Guru. Right. You walk in the door, how are you doing today? And I walk up, because I've had practice now, you see? Yeah. So... I know how this conversation is supposed to go now, so I'm in. I'm in my. I'm in my my, my cool mode. So I, I walk up and I'm like, "How you doing?" And he's like, "Good." And I'm like, "Yeah, I'd like to make a standing order, please." Ding, one point for me, right? <laughs> to which he's like, "Oh yeah, no problem, man, no problem at all. Um, let me just take your name down." He takes my name, gives me my standing order number. He's like, "So what are you into? What books do you want?" And I said, "Which ones I want?" And he's like, "Yeah, cool, no problem." And he said, from time to time, I'll put in something, a single issue that I think is relatable, like related to what you're getting. If you don't want it, you don't have to buy it. But I just put them in there as ideas sometimes. And I was like, that's cool. And he's like, now that I have your thing, you get a 20% discount. We have a member's room in the back, which has a, a TV with uh, lots of Blu-rays and stuff, couches and everything. Make yourself comfortable. Feel free to read books. Dude, it's awesome. That sounds amazing. Yeah. So I told, and they, I told him, thank you very much. I told him the experience I had at the other place. The, to which he, you know, he assumed, you know, he he knew exactly what was going on. Of course, the place that shall not be named. Yeah, and he said, "Oh yeah, their standing order is pretty good. Every time when you go in and pick it up, one of the guys takes it off the shelf, and sometimes they say they didn't, they don't have it." Are you serious? That's what he said to me. I mean, he would badmouth them, but you know, based on my experience, he's probably not wrong. <clears throat> yeah, he probably fucking set up the place himself as a fuck you to Forbidden Planet. <laughs> That's right, yeah. So you get a, now I get a twenty percent discount on anything that I buy there. That's pretty sweet. That's a that's a yeah. that's a nice chunk of change that you don't have to yeah. hand over. Yeah, twenty percent is a hefty discount, which is why I now feel bad about buying stuff, you know, on the iPad. But something like Civil War in the in the quality, well, you don't have to worry about quality when it's digital. But you know, True. that wouldn't just be eight pounds in a shop, you know. Unfortunately, I'm glad you didn't spend the full physical copy price, and then I have to spoil it for you. Yeah, yeah, that would have been a little worse, I guess. But yeah. yeah, so that's my that's that's me in comic books. Yeah, I mean, I I suppose the last comics that I read that I really loved were the Scott Pilgrim uh, series. I adored yeah, that, I, loved it. Like, and I, I managed to read it all before the film came out, um, and I've read it again since. Um, but I think I was half tricked, not tricked, but the reason I kind of um, got into them a lot more was because they're you know each book is actually a book and it's longer you know it takes a little while at least to read one issue yeah um, and I like kind of having them in a sort of novel format see I read a lot of I read Forbidden Planet and Calvin and Hobbes Forbidden Planet what I was saying I read a lot of uh, Fireside and Calvin and Hobbes growing up so I kind of like um, I like my big my big book that comic <laughs> yeah but uh, yeah, Green Lantern I could so get into if I had an iPad, because again I like the idea of space cops. Yeah, definitely. Which is exactly uh, what Green Lantern is. <laughs> yeah, I um, no, I lost my train of thought there. <laughs> Have you seen the movie? Uh, yeah, I di- I didn't dislike it at all. I thought it was all right. I thought there was a lot of digital going on, and I thought the digital effects weren't super. But yeah. uh, 
I saw in the cinema um, in 3D in America with a bunch of dickheads chatting beside me and when I told them to shut up they acted like I was the one with the problem <coughs> um, but I, I recently rewatched it I, I legally acquired it um, in like full high def and I can't stand Ryan Reynolds but there's one thing you can you have to say about that movie is it looks expensive yeah <laughs> that movie looks like some fucking money went into it and when you're seeing it in high def without having to watch it on a shoddy screen with a, you know 3D glasses impeding your view it does look nice but yeah, it's, it's not it's not a great film though the story, it's it's sloppy like they could have done so much more with the Green Lantern material yeah but the girl who pl- the girl in it though is hot Blake Lively oh she's not as hot as her Gossip Girl co-star Leighton Meester no Leighton. it's it's bad it's wrong that you know that sir well no Leighton Meester is a bit of a particular um pants tightener in my in my book <laughs> she's awesome she was in Entourage as well playing a kind of a Britney Spears type character and, see uh, now I've never seen a single episode of Entourage it's awesome it's like uh, yeah. Guy's Sex and City <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. maybe I'll check it see if it's on Netflix oh yeah it might be although it's HBO I don't know if HBO stuff is ever on Netflix is it no I'm not sure uh, I know Sopranos isn't on there, which you know probably would be if it wasn't for that, right? Is yeah, it, well, Sopranos I, HBO. I, yeah, I'm 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 picking that out of the air, but I'm I'm only asking just because I'd imagine since it's a subscription service. Yeah. But then again, Weeds and Californication are on Showtime, and I think it's a subscription channel as well, isn't it? And they're on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Do you uh, know? But speaking of movie theater experiences, um, one of my friends uh, he has friends that work at the local cinema. Okay. So we get to use their comp passes all the time. Nice. And we get to, we know all the guys really well now, of course. Some of them are his roommates, like he lives with these guys anyway. So we went to see Jaws, which was back on the big screen last I, week. I I won, like I'm a fucking idiot, I won two tickets to see that a few weeks back. And because the person I was supposed to go with pulled out, I decided not to bother going on my own. Because it was, I would also be missing a Euro 2012 match. But I decided not to go, and I feel stupid now. <laughs> Oh, well, it looked pretty. Yeah, well, it's Jaws. <laughs> yeah, and I, there were still big jumps in it, which me and my buddy jumped. Um, and uh, at one point, I jumped so hard, I thought I pulled a muscle in my arm. <laughs> For what part? Uh, I was, uh, it was uh, when the, uh, you know, he's under, uh, Richard Dreyfuss is underwater looking through the holes in the boat. The head. Yeah, the head. <laughs> and I was, it was because I was sitting in, a, you know, like, I was sitting in a really bad position, ergonomically speaking. <laughs> <laughs> so when the head jumped out I went and I thought I'd pull something in my arm and I was like oh no I'm so out of shape and frail but that's awesome that Jaws can do that to you yeah it was great but uh, but before it started I mean there was myself and Moen uh, another uh, I was going to say another couple <laughs> <laughs> it was myself and Moen and this couple the other, uh, the other couple few... you know apart from you and Moen yeah I understand Go uh, on. fuck my life <laughs> Uh, in front of us, there was four teenagers. Oh, not teenagers. A little bit younger than probably like fourteen, thirteen. Yeah, tweens to teens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the whole time, you've you know, they're talking to each other from opposite ends. They're passing a phone back and forth. They're throwing popcorn at each other. Um, I'm sitting really low in my seat, a few rows above them, with a hood up and everything. Uh, and as the lights go down, because I, I leave them alone at the beginning. You know, it's not on yet. I leave them alone during the commercials. I leave them alone during the trailers. 
But now that it's dark, the movie's about to start, and they're still yamming with each other. So I, in the dark, go, that's enough. Sit down, please. <laughs> and the kid is standing at this time, because he gets up to lean over to his friend. He freezes and looks up into the dark, and I know he can't see me, and I went, yes, I'm talking to you. Sit down, please. And he went, what have I done? <laughs> and, I went, and I went, nothing yet. Be quiet, please. They didn't say another word for the rest of Jaws. <laughs> nice. All right, hooded man, how's it going, all right? <laughs> yeah. All right, don't get upset, all right? I'll be quiet. What's occurring? <laughs> yeah, my, yeah, but Moen was laughing so hard that he had to, you know, it was great. I was proud of myself, but... I've lost those people in cinemas before. <laughs> yeah, it's horrible, but now we have the other benefit that we can get them kicked out. We just go out to one of our friends and go, kids in the third row won't shut up, and... And seconds later, they come in and go, all right, you guys are out of here. Nice. So we're almost royalty there. That sounds awesome. That's a, is it a nice cinema and stuff, yeah? Yeah, absolutely. That's co- Is it a, like a chain or an independently owned? Uh, it's a chain. It's, I, think it's, I think it's a view. All right. Yeah, I know the ones. But that's having friends in the cinema is fucking tidy. <clears throat> it's hot. Give us, give us your best Welsh tidy. Tidy. <laughs> Jesus. I do Welsh better in uh, sentences, though. Words are hard. Okay, go. If you know what I mean. All right. Uh, and I got nothing. All right, go. <laughs> I, don't, there's, I don't know anybody who talks like that, other than a gay man that I used to work with who would do that accent just for fun. <laughs> so you saying I'm a gay man because I do do it just for fun. <laughs> well, he was a wee short gay man, and he would always go, All right, what's the curtain? <laughs> all right, Gwen, make us an omelette. Yeah, exactly. Got, that kind of got all that wrong. Damn, I'm disgusted with myself. If we have French, li- if we have French listeners, Jesus. If we have Welsh listeners, I've just lost them now. But um, yeah, we probably don't. We think we're doing all right. So you're gonna get free Dark Knight um, tickets and such, and amazing Spider-Man. Yeah, Dark Knight. There may be a there may be a screening the night before for cinema staff only. <clears throat> oh, nice. That would be cracking. Um, yeah, because I don't want to see if. If I can't see it in a preview, I don't want to sound like a high maintenance or anything, but if I can't see it in a preview, I have to wait until the opening weekend is over, unfortunately. Really? Even for the big movie? Like, for something like Batman, you would it would be mostly fans who'd be in the opening night, am I not? No? Here, no. I mean, usually, yes. But I've seen so I can't remember what, but I, I mean, like, when I saw Avengers, you know, close to opening night, there were still people talking. Oh. Yeah, I we I didn't have a single experience in America where there wasn't talking, but most mostly we went to the two cinemas in Times Square. I think like the Regal was one of them, and maybe the AMC or something was another. And you were paying twenty quid a ticket, like it was ridiculous. But um, yeah, and, that, and that's what it is here. If you pay for it here, it's ten pounds plus. Um, so I, I don't know why people would go there then, and then they pay all that money for popcorn just to throw it at each other. Yeah, exactly. It's um. You see, our local. I have a cinema that's like a brief bus journey away from me, where you can get a, a monthly ticket for twenty euro, and then you can just go and see as much shit as you want. But now that I've Netflix, <laughs> I don't. I don't foresee myself going as often. Yeah, no. Like I mean, Moen and I have seen Prometheus. I think three times. <clears throat> I download. Oh, sorry. Legally acquired. A really bad, cam version of that, and I just thought it was shite. I'll watch it again when it's on Blu-ray. But um, yeah, it suffers from that Avatar thing that it doesn't have to be that long. 
Yeah, I suppose. See, I watched it kind of horizontal in bed, you know what I mean? So it didn't feel quite... And I watched it in two parts also because I fell asleep right. and watched the rest in the morning. But, um, yeah, I mean, it just... My, my thing was, I don't know why people all of a sudden started giving Ridley Scott the benefit of the doubt just because it was subject matter, you know, similar to one of his few successes in, in filmmaking. He's not a good filmmaker. He has Alien, which I'm not a big fan of, but I'll give it. <coughs> because I've I've a newfound respect for it after watching it recently in high def. Um, I don't love it though, but uh, and Blade Runner, which is a, a masterpiece, like. But he's not this incredible film director that like has hit after hit after hit. Like after those two, you really have to start digging. Like fucking Helmut Louise, Gladiator, which I fucking hate. Um, Black Agreed. Ho- Black, you don't like it either. Excellent. No, Gladiator, I hated it. It's so, so overrated. Um, Black Hawk Down, I did like. Though Black Hawk Down was pretty, pretty solid. Uh, although I haven't seen it in like fucking a decade now at this stage, I'd, I'd say. Um, and then Matchstick Man, I found had a really cheap ending that totally and utterly pulled the rug out from under me. It wasn't even a twist, and it was like the twist in uh, the Village by M Night Shyamalan in that. Oh, I fucking hated that movie. I liked it until the twist, and then I felt totally cheated. I just felt like I, like it wasn't a twist. It hadn't earned the twist. It was just totally pulling the rug out from under you. Yeah, definitely. Which which made me feel cheapened towards the whole thing. Then, and I could never watch that film again. I could never bother getting invested in it again, knowing that, that ending is coming. Same with Matchstick Man. But uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, Ridley Scott. I again, I bore myself saying this because I'm like a broken record. But I prefer his brother Tony. Um, Tony Scott's got a better, more, um, I suppose, what's the word? Not predictable, but like um, dependable list of hits on his in his filmography. Yeah. And occasionally, <clears throat> he reaches the heights of his brother, like True Romance, The Hunger. Um, you could argue about Top Gun, but I would definitely rate it. <laughs> Beverly Hills Cop Two, which I think is a great sequel. Um, in some ways it's better than the original not all but in some um, I fucking love what's his name Judge Judge Reinhold yes he's amazing well he's amazing hey, the, uh, he's amazing in those hey, two don't, movies don't be embarrassed if your dick gets hard your dick's supposed to get hard <laughs> you want my vitamins you want all my vitamins enjoy good health <laughs> <laughs> but I also love the line it's like um um, when at the end of two, and Tiger is like, my, Carol moved back in with me, and he's like, uh, she moved back in. See, she's in love with you. No, nah, her mother didn't have cable. <laughs> and then Axe is like, don't worry, it wasn't her mother's. It was your cable. She she came back for. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Edward. I love those movies. Edward Murphy, not three. Three was pretty bad. I liked three when I was younger, but I missed the Eddie Murphy of Fu and all that. There was none of that. Yeah. I just liked it because it was at a theme park, I think. And there was no Taggart, I think, which is a huge loss. Yeah. Because um, I think uh. Rosewood, Rosewood without Taggart isn't isn't quite the same. No. Um, I speaking of like Ridley Scott, I had only really seen Alien in like you know backward no, back uh, background noise situations. Like I think it was on on Halloween when I was at Barclay's house one year. Okay. And we just kind of had it on before we all went out. Right. I played, mu- I played music at their local that night. Oh, not in Smithies. Anyway, in, say what? In Smithies. Yeah, Smithies, 709 Jefferson Street. <laughs> Matt Lee sold that motherfucker out. Nice. <laughs> it's a small place, but yeah, dude, what's up? It was full. 
That's that's impressive. Oh, I had a good time. But anyway, I saw Prometheus before before I'd seen Alien fully. Then I bought a nine disc Alien collection for like nine pounds. Another one on DVD. Yeah. So like a, yeah, yeah. I ended up keeping Ian's because he bought it on Blu-ray, and then I was like, "But I have your DVDs here," and he's like, "Well, I don't need them anymore. You can keep them." <laughs> tidy. Yeah. So yeah, it was tidy. Yeah. So I, I watched the fir- I watched the first Alien. I did late at night, and I wasn't that impressed. I'll be honest. It's it took yeah I'm not a, I'm not a fan of the franchise at all, um I think three is my favorite which makes me scum, but um I fucking hate aliens fucking hate it and I saw it recently and it did not make me think any different I saw it in the cinema too like on, uh, during Halloween and I just it just bores me to shit it's too long the characters are awfully one dimensional like you know real kind of military uh, cliches. But um, and that Hispanic chick who plays John Connor's adopted mother in Terminator Two, she's awful in Aliens. Where she's just, she's she's the Hispanic lesbian butch chick with the big gun. You know what I mean? Yeah. And she's just oh, she's got this constant I'm tough scowl on her face the whole time. The only thing, yeah, the only, I, the only I think bit, I watched the first twenty minutes and turned it off. It, really, Aliens? Jesus. Yeah. That's well, because as soon as I saw what's his name, I was like, oh, that's mad about you. Oh, Paul Reiser. I like mad about yeah. you though. Yeah, so do I, but I'm like, this ain't no alien film, this is a fucking Jew from New York City. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what I'm going to do with this alien, he's got a big mouth. Hey, yo, it's not hey. nice. <laughs> hey, he's not showing me respect, alright, I'm going to smack his mouth. I'm flying here. <laughs> yeah, that was just me doing Quinn from Tell Him Steve Dave. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I mean, just, yeah, I, I don't like it, I, I like Bill Paxton in it because he has some great lines that's uh, Bill Paxton's always great and everything well maybe not Titanic but he was given nothing to do um, but yeah Alien and Alien Aliens can fuck off Alien I have a bit of time for now because it is actually gorgeous to look at still and it's held up very well aesthetically and in high def yeah. it's be- in high def it's gorgeous it's still boring but it's gorgeous and boring definitely I watched uh Speaking of shitty sci-fi movies, on Netflix a few weeks, or maybe months back, I watched, um, what was it? It was the weekend that I had kidney stones, which I mentioned because I was on painkillers. Oh. Yeah, delicious painkillers. <laughs> and I watched, uh, back-to-back, I watched Sphere. Never seen it. <laughs> with uh, Dustin Hoffman, Samuel L. Jackson, and Sharon, Sharon Stone. Stone. Yeah, it's based on a Crichton novel, isn't it? Or Crichton? How do you pronounce it? Yeah. I'd say Crichton, but okay. I, I don't know. Uh, Sharon Stone, unfortunately, has a lesbian haircut in the film. She has a lot of lesbian haircut in a lot of films. Yeah, it's unfortunate. I hate when women do that, because they could be so hot if they didn't Sharon cut Stone, their hair. Sharon Stone hasn't looked like properly drop-dead, hot, gorgeous since Total Recall. Yeah, or since she showed her fanny. <laughs> her front bum. <laughs> <laughs> More water. More water. Yeah, I mean, yeah, of course she looks, of course she's sexy and basic instinct, but she's a bit too uh, psychotic to be, to be any sort of a, to be on any man's actual list because you can't get yeah. the ice pick out of your head. No, whenever if I watch I, that, I, I don't watch it often, but I think of uh, it was one of those films for us. We watched it in high school, in a, you know, a whole bunch of us together. Well, let's be honest here, we all watched certain scenes of it a lot. But, but but regard but with regard to watching the actual film start to finish, I've only watched it once, and it was 
myself and my friend decided to get shit faced and watch the cheesy uh, sex thrillers of the day. So we watched yeah. Basic Instinct first and Fatal Attraction second. Fatal Attraction is actually a deadly movie. It's fucking scary. But uh, Basic Instinct, not so much. <laughs> no, well, the first time I ever saw it was in a room of probably eight of us. To which one of our friends, who was particularly curious, sexually speaking... Right. Gay? Is just mes- <laughs> no, just, just mesmerized, staring at the screen like... Just staring at the sex scene. And then he gets up, and he's in front of the big tube television with his hands on the screen going, He is in her. He has to be in her. How else could they film this? <laughs> well, there are rumors that um, Sharon Song got kind of pissed off with uh, him because he... Um, because he kept getting hard and he came on her once or twice (laughs) (laughs) that's amazing hold on have you ever heard um, Bill Hicks's review of Basic Instinct no hold on I really hopefully you can hear this let's see if this works for you while you look for that I did once see a comedian describe the sex scene between um, (coughs) in in Casino was it um um who was in Casino? Was Joe Sharon Pesci. Stone in that as well? Yeah, Sharon Stone, Joe Pesci, Robert De Niro. Right. Somebody was describing the Joe Pesci, Sharon Stone sex scene. Okay. And it was like, it looked like one of the Oompa Loompas tried to rape the Wicked Witch. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I always think of that joke, because uh, I can't say I've ever seen the film Casino. Let's see if you and the listeners can hear this, because it's, it's well worth a listen. It's, it's one of my favorite Bill Hicks pieces. But, you know, I saw this... No, Tom, hold on. Yeah. No, I could, could hear it. You couldn't. Yeah, but could you hear it like it was coming through your headphones or like it was echoing out of an external speaker? I don't know. Output. Yes, that's what I'm looking for. This should work now. Give this a listen. But you know, I saw this movie this year called last year called uh, Basic Instinct. Okay, now Bill's quick capsule review. Piece of shit. Okay, now. Yeah. Yeah. End of story, by the way. Don't get caught up in that fevered, hyped, phony fucking debate about that piece of shit movie. Is it too sexist? And what about the movies? Are they becoming too... You're, you're, just, you're just confused. You don't, you've forgotten how to judge correctly. Take a deep breath. Look at it again. Oh, it's a piece of shit. <laughs> exactly. That's all it is. Satan squatted, let out a loaf, they put a fucking title on it, put it in a marquee, Satan is shit, piece of shit, walk away. But is it too, and what about the lesbian kind of thing? You're getting really baffled here. Piece of shit, now walk away. That's all it is, it's nothing more. Free yourself, folks, if you see it. Piece of shit, say it, and walk away. You're right. You're right. Not those fuckers who want to tell you how to think. You're fucking right. Sorry, wrong meeting. Again. (laughs) I keep getting my days mixed up. Tomorrow it's the meeting at the docks. Tonight it's comedy entertainment with young Bill. He goes on. Hold on. Horrible. And then I come to find out after that film that all the lesbian sex scenes, let me repeat that, all all the lesbian sex scenes were cut out of that film. 
because the test audience was turned off by them. <laughs> Boy, is my thumb not on the pulse of America. I don't want to seem like Randy Pan, the goat boy, but uh, that was the only reason I went to that piece of shit. If I had been in that test audience, the only one out front protest in that film would have been Michael Douglas demanding his part be put back in, all right? I swear I was in that movie, I swear I was. See, Mike, the movie started. Sharon Stone was eating another woman for an hour and a half. <laughs> then the credits rolled. I, uh, I don't remember seeing your scrawny ass, Mike. It was Bill Hicks in that test audience. <laughs> <laughs> and it goes on. <laughs> Oh, you gotta look. Could you hear that properly at all? No. Oh yeah, definitely. He's quality. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we watched the two of them in a row, and it really is, as he said, a piece of shit. In hindsight, that might be part of my um, inspiration for legally acquired. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. But, uh, I um, no, but yeah, the, it's it's interesting that on a wrestling podcast we've just talked movies and comic books. Well, you know, it, it is our true north. Yeah, yeah, and I'm okay with it. I'm not surprisingly at all, actually. Yeah, um, I mean, do you want to give it a an old college try? <laughs> yeah, I mean, how how long have the lovely listeners been blessed with us so far? An hour and nine. <laughs> all right, let's do some, let's do a little bit of wrestling because I am for those of you, well, none of you know, I'm standing outside at a bus stop on my street, well, near my street. What is um, what is new favorite toy? That's what she said. <laughs> Um, um, I've been watching. Do you have you seen the show Pawn Stars? Uh, no, uh, maybe I have. Is that where they they go to people who hoard stuff and try and sell them for the highest amount of money? Sell their no, stuff, not the people. That's a that's American Pickers or something. Okay. This one is uh, three 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 guys who run a pawn shop in Vegas. Okay. And they basically buy and sell various stuff. Anyway, I've been watching that nonstop on Netflix. There was a reference I was going to make to one of the episodes, which I've now forgotten. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Bill, Bill Hicks, Bill Hicks, and weed ruined your memory. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly, yes. Allegedly, uh, but anyway, folks, there are tons of wrestling documentaries and stuff on there, and I thought maybe for uh, next week or for our next time, maybe we should pick one of the same things, watch our way through, it, and then we could talk about that next week. Because fuck the modern product. Yeah, true. We could also do the old uh, pay-per-view thingies that we've threatened to do for so long. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Rather than, you know... I know. Because I, I know that I don't want to sit through the modern pay-per-views, really. No. I, I, I don't know. It's, it saddens me that this time last year I was, like, so excited about wrestling again, but I was in America and didn't have TV, so I was, like, catching up on stuff on my little iPhone, just reading uh, articles because CM Punk had just exploded. Yeah. And in a year they've managed to find it. They've managed to make it insipid and lifeless again. Yeah, really, really badly, too. Um, uh, the, the Money in the Bank is, I think, the next pay-per-view. Jeez, um, will, that which, e- will that ever be not as good as last year's? 
<laughs> well, uh, yeah, just when you think that, which you're correct about, um, they've made it even worse. Generally, the Money in the Bank is two matches, one for Raw, one for SmackDown. Yeah. Um, the Raw one is all former champions. So, in this year's Raw Money in the Bank match, we have John Cena. Do you mean all former Money in the Bank winners? No, all former WWE champions. Oh, fucking hell. So you've got John Cena, you've got Kane, um, um, I, 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 I'm sure Big Show's in it, because I'm sure he's been champion, but I'm, I'm positive he's in it. Um, so basically, guys, we really have no interest in seeing a title run. Um, but obviously, I think it's to set up, because John Cena's character will not cash in money in the bank after somebody's being beaten up, right? Because he's all about hustle, loyalty, respect. Yeah. So his, he's going to say that he's going to cash it in for SummerSlam where he's going to fight uh, CM Punk. Right. He's going to beat CM Punk. That's going to build to WrestleMania next year, John Cena versus The Rock for the WWE title. Right. That's my prediction. Everything's and, very predictable right and then now, you think, so I think I'm it, probably going to be right. And then you think The Rock will win two years in a row for the title? I mean, not, obviously not for the title the first year, but you mean he'll beat him in two WrestleManias in a row? No, I don't think he'll beat him. Is the thing I think Cena will beat him this time. Um, he can't. I mean, he he can't. He can't win the title. I don't think. I mean, it doesn't make any sense for him to win. He did promise um, he would. <laughs> yeah, he did. Uh, but there's also now the story going around about GI Joe that's been delayed by months and is now being released. I believe on WrestleMania weekend. Uh, well, the, you you know why that is? Uh, apparently, is because um, they say they're going back and making it 3D, but that's bullshit. They had killed off Channing Tatum's character in the first in, uh, in the first uh, you know ten twenty minutes of the, of the movie originally, and apparently it was a piece of shit as well because a few of the test screenings were you know people reviewed it online. Um, but since the popularity of Twenty One Jump Street and that new stripper movie he's doing. Um, Channing Tatum is a bit more of a star now so they want to they're changing the fact that he dies and they're writing him into it now right which I mean I guess makes sense but that also now the rumours are that is Rock even going to be available for Mania because he may have to be somewhere for release night true it's you know that contract may over overbear uh, the Wrestlemania contract true that yeah it might be like a contract you know assuming that other contracts don't change but um it's 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 strange what they did to GI Joe too because despite the fact that the first one which I enjoyed in a you know you know it was it was like if Team America didn't get the joke that's basically what I would describe GI Joe Rise of the Cobra as so it was silly nonsense and I enjoyed it for that but it wasn't it didn't do that great in the box office and critically it was panned to shit but somehow they still managed to build up a huge head of steam for the sequel like of goodwill and people were looking forward to it because The Rock was in it Bruce Willis was in it I think people were kind of thinking that maybe they'd turned the franchise around and it was and there was you know there was far more hype and expectation for that movie than would that would then there should have been considering the first film's uh, performance but now they've totally t- taken the air of the tires again by delaying it until next april because people are like oh it's a piece of shit and they're trying to save they're trying to fucking you know they're in a uh, what's the phrase, damage limitations mode at the moment, and they're trying to fucking salvage whatever they can out of it and get a few more fucking, co- you know, uh, coins in the coppers, like, um, by making it 3D, and therefore they each take it be more expensive. It's bullshit. They've, they've ruined any goodwill they had coming to them. Yes. Which is strange. But yeah, I mean, fuck, if, if Rock's not in WrestleMania next year, pfft, who cares? We, yeah, I don't give a we, fuck. We got a decent run out of him. 
this year, and you know, I wouldn't. It would. It would make it would make this year seem even even less important if he just does it again next year. Yeah, exactly. But I, I think that's the angle they're going to go with. Uh, I believe the angle they're going with is Triple H versus Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam. Okay, yeah. So Brock Lesnar is 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 he even apart from the Paul Heyman lawsuit? Is he in the reality of Raw? Is he around anymore, or is he still gone forever? He's still gone. Uh, the, uh, I, I believe they teased that he may be there this week to answer the challenge, but I don't know. Obviously, uh, they're building to the they're building to the one thousandth Raw right now. Yeah, yeah, I know. And then it'll be three hours every fucking week. Yeah. Then again... Uh, which is the last thing they need right now. That gives them so much more time to tell us about Twitter facts. Uh, um, uh, yeah, so uh, they're bringing back different different legends or different former superstars every week. So we've had Vader, we've had um, Roddy Piper again, we've had Psycho Sid. Yeah, so I heard. Um, I heard he looked shit in the ring, though. Yeah, he's a douchebag, and he looks terrible in there. But um, there's been lots of rumors about what's going to happen building up to the thousandth Raw because they're doing interim general managers every week. I will give him his props, though. Psycho Sid was the only person that tried to stay kayfabe when uh, Shockmaster tripped. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead and do it. Uh, I didn't even mean to. But he fell flat in his ass. He fell flat in his fucking ass. Uh, we're back, folks. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but where was I going? Oh, so anyway, I have a declaration uh, that I think is important to you and the listeners of Smart Marks. Yes. Regarding the current product of the WWE. Okay. A declaration I, as far... Uh, yeah. Okay, go on. I, Matt Lees, hereby swear to not watch another second of current WWE programming until such time that they bring back Ric Flair, the nature boy. There, I said it. Wow. You could be a while. He's out of contract with TNA. They're billing to a new general manager at the thousandth Raw. My dream is he becomes the general manager. It would be awesome, but uh, what happens if that doesn't happen? Do you just never watch Raw again? I don't know. I guess we'll cross that when we come to it. But for now, um, as you can probably tell by the trumpet fanfare I'll put under this track, I <laughs> declare not to watch another moment until Ric Flair is back. <laughs> Fair enough. They're, them some big words. I mean, I'm still going to watch classic stuff and the documentaries and the old stuff, but I'm just not going to watch the modern stuff. So you're just going to keep up with it, like with Bleacher Report and such? Exactly, or with my favourite Irish. Well, that means you're putting all the responsibility on me to watch that piece of shit? No, you don't, you don't have to watch it either. I mean, if, if, if here's my new attitude towards Smart Marks. If either of us happens to catch up, so be it. Right, and then the other one will go, hey, guess what? Yeah, I bought a new comic book today. Shall we talk about that? Yeah. It's um it's basically like this is a forum for wrestling to be talked about if we ever find a fucking reason to talk about it. So yeah, the, the ball I, yeah. is in WWE's court. Exactly. I do have one positive about local uh, recent wrestling, I mean. AJ's uh, hot I watched, crazy. She is hot as hell. Hot as hell. Uh, but I watched uh, the new NXT I've never watched NXT. I wouldn't even know where well, to watch NXT. No, well, the old NXT is shite, but they've now relaunched NXT as a new show where your commentators are William Regal and Jim Ross. Wow. Uh, the general manager of NXT is Dusty Rhodes. Nice. And it's the former roster of FCW. 
So FCW is gone, is it? It's pretty much. I think I don't know whether it's still under the blanket of that, but I know. I think they're moving it to Stanford now. So does that mean um, you get that guy who um, everyone thinks is awesome? What's his name? So it's basically uh, like a, is it basically like a lower rent federation now? NXT. Uh, it's 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 just exactly the same as when they did like ECW and how they do SmackDown. I think oh, it's just cool. another brand, but it's all the up and coming. It's the rookies and stuff like that. That sounds awesome. But, I might actually mean, start watching that. It, it's really good, and it's done in a really small arena every week that they're doing at one of the universities. Right. Um, so it's a smaller crowd. Uh, the main event this week was Michael McGillicuddy versus Tyson Kidd. Tyson Kidd's gone down to them. I think he's a good wrestler, to be honest. Yeah, well, he's in this. He's going to be in the SmackDown Money in the Bank match, evidently. Okay. Uh, but he was on this show as well. But, I mean, it's it- honestly the most, the most fun I've had just actually watching wrestling to the point that I almost forgot, you know, that I was watching a WWE program. I was just kind of watching wrestling. I wonder, could I find that online in order to... Yes, yes. At the same place that uh, you get most of your stuff. Interesting. Um, oh. You know, which... Yeah, the same site. The same site. The same site we always use. The one that... Um, the iTunes that Sam told us about. Yes, exactly. Yes. Excellent. Um, just... Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know when it actually started. It was June time. So just look for the NXT of those dates. Will do, yeah. Uh, and there's a, the, the only thing that annoys me about what you just told me is I thought Michael Cole was the head Raw announcer because Jim Ross had retired, but now you're telling me that Jim Ross is still willing to commentate every week, and he's not on Raw. Well, the, what they do with NXT is it's not live. They film they film a month at a time. I think it's like four episodes at once. Ah, uh, yes, like old school, like fucking Bobby Heenan and Gorilla Monsoon. I think so, yeah, because they do like the intro where William Regal is kind of doing a voiceover, not a commentary, almost like a narrator. Right. Uh, the intro song is by Coheed and Cambria. Who? Uh, they're a wicked band. Coheed and Cambria. Okay. But uh, anyway, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it, and I think if I'm going to watch anything that I'm actually going to st- seek out to watch, it would be NXT at this point, because it's totally different. Yeah, actually, I, I think I will give it a chance. Uh, Dean Ambrose, by the way, is the guy I'm thinking of, I think. Yes, yeah, those guys. And uh, uh, my, one of my favorites is the former Husky Harris. Yes, I remember him. He's actually still in WWE 12, the, the video game. <laughs> yes, of course, the son of IRS, Mike Rotundo. No way. That's right, baby. Erwin R. Scheister's son is Husky Harris. That's right. That's fucking crazy. Uh, and he's got another son on NXT who's a young... I can't remember his name, but he's a, uh, a thinner guy with long black hair. Oh, what's his name? But he's great. Really good wrestler. Yeah, I'm so I enjoyed that. So if you guys are looking for modern wrestling to seek out, I would seek out NXT. Uh, but other than that, I'm not going to watch another single minute until Ric Flair's back. Um, Big words. But I, but I thought we could pick one of the one of the disc collections and pick one of the discs off it and watch that maybe by next time we record just at our own leisure leisure well leisure. I'll, I'll tell you what i can because uh, i have a copy of it um just lying on my hard drive i've got the edge one i know you've seen it already but uh the edge yeah, yeah. You, uh, you think you know me yeah yeah we could do you do have a, yeah yeah give that a watch yeah i'll, I'll watch the whole lot of that uh and then we'll we'll talk we can talk about that a little bit next week uh next time i should say yeah, that'd be um, that'd be much better because we can talk about how good. Because you know, there's there's different qualities in those, uh, you know, ball, uh, you know, ball cupping retrospectives, which is what they are. They're you know, aren't you so great? Aren't you so great for three hours? But sometimes it works better. Like the the Stone Cold one's great, the Rock's one is less great because he 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 just comes across as such a disingenuous Hollywood fuck in that, doesn't he? 
Yeah, I completely agree. He's absolutely he's doing the same interview segment that he does on Entertainment Tonight when he's talking about Journey Two. Yes, yeah, exactly. It was so much fun, and that big cheesy Scientology smile. Yeah, let me tell you, I love John Cena. Love the guy. He's a great worker. It's great. It's shut the fuck uh, up. What was that? The the yeah, I love all that stuff. <laughs> woo woo woo. You know it. Yeah. Yeah yeah. Woo woo. I love all that. Stuff. Shut the fuck up, bro. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we can watch. Uh, let's watch the Edge one, uh, and then. Um, if you get around to uh, showing yourself the wonders that is the other Netflix, um, there's some really great three discs on there that are, you know, uh, like solid old school matches that we could watch and then talk about those as opposed to the modern stuff. Cool, cool. That works. Like, I think I'm going to watch the Class of the Champions one because that's, that's fairly brand new and the cover is Ric Flair versus Dusty Rhodes. So, I'm already in, baby. <laughs> Um, yeah, that sounds uh, that sounds awesome. I want to get a, some American Dream into me. Uh, maybe he can work me hard with his hands. Ooh. Ooh. He's just a common man, you know. That's true. Nothing common about those hands, though. <laughs> <laughs> Working hard with his hands. Um, but hey, yeah. baby, I found, a, I found a black lady. She's going to dress like me, and we're going to dance together, baby. <laughs> I love when he was talking to his son the last time he was in the ring, and he was like, you're the most naturally athletic and gifted man since Shawn Michaels, and what the hell have you done with it? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what a family. Uh, his documentary's on Netflix as well, The Dusty Road Story. Nice. Which is classic, because it shows all the promos of him talking like a black lady. Here's the thing about the Netflix thing, because you have an Xbox or a PlayStation, one or the other, don't you? Yeah, I have PlayStation. When you, um... Oh, you well, perfect, then, because you can tell me if it works. Um, when you do that shifting over to the American thing, does that work on the PlayStation as well, or just on your laptop slash iPad thing? It works on any device that you can get it on, even your laptop. Nice. Um, so it does and you were saying fair enough we'll talk about this off mic actually well yeah I mean maybe some listeners may find it interesting if I teach them how to do it I just don't know if it's legal that I teach them um, yeah that's a that's a grey area alright um, perhaps if they I don't know email us or private message you on Facebook or something and ask if they're really that keen to find out see a lot of the listeners would be American already yeah, that's true. Yeah, so we'll do that off mic, but it's it's pretty it's quick and easy. And I mean, if you really want to know out there, just do a Google search. It's not a hard thing. And uh, the main one that you're going to find is the one that I'm using. So um, yeah, if they if they want to learn, they can Google it. But I'll tell you off mic. But it's glorious. Okay, sounds good. But um, right, should we should we put a bullet in this? It's we're coming up on yeah, yeah. one, one hour and twenty six minutes. I think we've given them lots and lots of non wrestling talk. Yeah, yeah, so to summarize then, uh, there's nothing to really summarize. We'll keep you abreast uh, of any main main uh, things in wrestling, but uh, yeah, we're not really going to follow the model. Well, I'm not anyway. I'm not going to go out of my way to find it. Nah, fuck that shit. Yeah, I'm lazy. Until they bring back the Nature Boy. Woo! I can't read that. That's right. There's people asleep. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and I'm at a bus stop, so I can't do it either. Either. Um, so anyway, that's it. So it's been uh, it's been nice to get back to chatting Big and time. get back to recording. I missed you, Mom. Uh, I missed you so I can't quit you. <laughs> Anywho, <laughs> let's put a bullet in this bad boy, and uh, we shall see you next week for some more smart marking about comics. That's right. Later, later, bitches. Tidy. It's gonna step.